0: so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Now, if ever there was a sort of sign of the times for the moment, it is that in the media, uh, in the run-up to Christmas this year, apart from the World Cup and Harry and Meghan's little home video series on Netflix, uh, the main focus has not been on the sort of lavish Christmas adverts from John Lewis and Sainsbury's and m and and all the rest. But actually, the main focus of the media has been on dictionaries. Dictionaries providing us with their word of the year, hashtag Wattie. Now, there is the cost of living crisis in a picture. Rather than juicy turkeys and excessive presents, this Christmas we have quite literally no more than pencil-thin words to entertain us. Collins Dictionary was first. Their word of the year, I don't know if you saw it, their word of the year was the word "permacrisis." Permacrisis, an extended period of instability and insecurity. And that WOTI winner, word of the year, I think it just about perfectly sums up the situation that we find ourselves in at the moment. You know, whether it's the pandemic crisis or the Ukraine crisis or the climate crisis in our world, whether it's the cost of living crisis here in London, whether it's the the shortage of avocados crisis in Clapham's Little Waitrose, um, whatever it may be, we are in a perma-crisis. Uh, After Collins, it was the Oxford English Dictionary's turn, and they announced their Watty, and they did a public vote uh, on the top three words that they had. And the three words were metaverse, goblin mode, and hashtag I stand with. Now, despite the fact that two out of those three don't seem to be single words, call me a stickler for the rules, um, they are more potty, uh, phrase of the year, than whatty, Uh, despite that goblin mode was the one that was declared the winner. If you're not sure what goblin mode means, it is, I quote, a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. So you've got no curated facade with goblin mode. This is be real rather than insta. This is slobbing around your home in your tracky bottoms or your giant penguin onesie, eating junk food and binge-watching Netflix. In other words, goblin mode, it is the most common way that people have responded to being in the midst of a perma crisis. I don't know about you, but I have certainly gone into goblin mode at times this year. Embarrassing admission here. Uh, But this year, there have been at least two occasions on my day off when I've gone down to the local Tesco's, still in my onesie. <laughs> local vicar in onesie shocker. Um, but you know, in the midst of our, our goblin mode antics, in the midst of this perma crisis that we find ourselves, we've now arrived at Christmas. Here we are, carols by candlelight, and really the question is, how should we respond to Christmas. One of my favourite columnists, Indian Knight, she was writing in The Times last weekend. uh, And she was writing about how to approach this year's Christmas. And her whole approach, she said, is we must choose joy. Joy, that big, bold, bright word that we've got advertising all our services. You'll have walked past J-O-Y on the steps outside as you came in. Her whole approach was saying we must choose joy. Joy is what we must go after and we must indulge in joy, she says. Not Not a mere crumb of joy, we should be feasting on joy. She writes this, she says, If COVID has reminded us of anything, it is that life is short and precious. That unimaginably awful things can and do happen, and that it is always a good idea to choose joy if you can. And what is a shining, shining, shimmering Christmas tree if not a symbol of joy? And as you delve further into her article, basically what she's doing, she is advocating a sort of communal, goblin mode approach to Christmas. That's how to choose joy, she says. So forget the presents, she says they're not uh, that important. You know, forget the lavish food, the lavish drink. Doesn't matter if you don't have a turkey. Forget the glamorous Christmas parties. Reject all the social sort of expectations and norms of Christmas and just slob out together with your loved ones. Maybe change the penguin onesie for a reindeer onesie. Uh, She writes this. She says, My massive overexcitement is solely related to spending Christmas with all the people I love, I most love together in one room. No restrictions, no caveats, no last-minute testing needed. I want to play games and wear paper crowns, and for everyone to lie beached on sofas, stuffed to the gills, watching It's its a Wonderful Life for the 900th time. What is so palpably in the air, despite people's very real anxiety about bills, mortgages, the state of the world, has nothing to do with stuff or excess or display. What's in the air is nothing less than actual Christmas spirit. The real thing doesn't come along that often. So have a mince pie, crack open the baileys, put up your tree. Joy is not made to be a crumb. And I want to say, India Nights' search for joy is exactly right. I fully support it. You might think that a vicar would say, Indian Knight needs to sort of dial down the joy a bit, you know, crack open a bit less Baileys and think a little bit more about carols and church and that kind of thing. But that's not what I want to say at all. In my view, Indian Knight's problem is not too much joy. No, her problem is actually too little joy. In our last reading that Kate read, John, who was one of Jesus' closest disciples. Uh, He doesn't describe the events of the first Christmas. There's no mention of Mary or Joseph or angels or shepherds or wise men or donkeys. Uh, This year, our our youngest child was Joseph in his school nativity play. He had to utter the immortal line, My darling wife is about to pop. Uh, LAUGHTER Even that line does not get a mention by John. There's no description of the events. Rather, he just tells us in a few lines, not a description of the events, he tells us what Christmas means. Have a look at the final sentence of that reading again. He says this. He says, we write this about Christmas. We write this. Why? To make our joy complete. Christmas should make your joy complete. Christmas should be the ultimate feast of joy. And yet I fear Indian Nights, communal goblin mode, Christmas vision of joy actually isn't quite the ultimate feast that she thinks. I mean, what if you can't be together in one room with all those you most love? What if, and I know this is the case for some here today, what if those you most love have died recently? What if those you most love are back in your home country of Ukraine and you're here? Or or even if you can meet together with those that you love at Christmas, what if you don't have the money to buy the Baileys to crack open or even the money to turn on the heating at all? What if someone in your family, if their goblin mode is so totally self-indulgent that if they stay lounging on the sofa whilst you're having to clear up and wash up after your Christmas Day lunch, what if that really knocks you off? what if the pressure of having a perfect chocolate box Christmas is just all too much and you end up having a raging argument with someone that you love very much has that ever been you? because it's been me you see in all those situations and more joy ends up being just a crumb perhaps not even that certainly not a feast and so what's the solution? Well, look at what John writes on the screen. John says that a feast of joy, a feast of joy happens. Our joy is made complete when we're together with others, yes, but also when we're together with God. He talks about fellowship with us, but also fellowship with God and his son, Jesus Christ. And it is a joy complete, not because life is a never-ending belly full of laughs, but because, well, it's a joy complete because when you're together with God, then there is a deep-seated joy and contentment, whatever the circumstances that we might find ourselves in. You see, Christmas tells us that God wants to be together with us. The one who created, not the metaverse, but the universe. The one who created you and me. The one who knows that we so often, we go into our personal goblin mode and ignore him. What does he do? He looks into the world and he loves us. And he has done something about it. As John Betjeman wrote in his famous poem, And is it true? And is it true? The most tremendous tale of all, the maker of the stars and sea, become a child on earth for me. Hashtag I stand with. It didn't win the word of the year. Though I stand with Ukraine has been a powerful and poignant slogan this year. But I stand with. It is the word or phrase that best describes the joy of Christmas. For the wonder of Christmas is that God, God stands with you and with me. God has come down from heaven to earth living the life that we should have lived and dying the death we should have died in our place. In the midst of this perma-crisis that we find ourselves in, Christmas, it is God's declaration, him saying to us, I stand with you. And the question for you and me is, will we stand with God? Look at John's declarations. This is what John writes. He says, that which was from the beginning. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus, the maker of the stars and sea. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We've seen it. We testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Do you see what John's doing there? He's saying, we've checked him out. Jesus, we've seen him. Jesus, we've touched him. Jesus, we've heard him, this man that we walk with and talk with on planet Earth. We've recognized that this Jesus is the very same one who created the entire world. Jesus, he is the one who was from the beginning, who's the life, the word of life, the eternal life. And John's saying, we stand with him. You see, if Christmas is just a nice legend, then you and I, we're, we're on our own. And communal goblin mode, well, that is the biggest crumb of joy on offer to us. But if Christmas is true, if Jesus, if he is the life appeared, if God did indeed come to earth to stand with those whom he has created, you and me, well, then you and I, we can know a feast of joy. Not just a crumb. Because we can be together with God as well as being together with each other. You see, we celebrate the birthdays of people who are alive, not those who are dead. And this Christmas, we celebrate Jesus' birth because Jesus Christ is alive today. At the first Christmas, the life appeared as he came down from heaven. But at the first Easter, the life appeared as he came up from the grave. And my prayer is that tonight, that as you see that the one who is alive today, as you see that he stands with you, he stands with you in whatever crisis you are facing today, whether large or small, as you see that he stands with you, my prayer is that you might want to say, I stand with him. That this Christmas you might enjoy not just being together with others, those you love, but that you might also enjoy being together with God, the one who first loved you. And so I pray that as you do that, that you might discover your joy complete. For joy, it's not made to be a crumb. Joy should be a whole feast. Let's pray, shall we, as we sit. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you, the life, the one who appeared on this earth all those years ago that first Christmas, We thank you that you are the reason, Jesus, that our joy can be made complete. And this Christmas, as I continue to pray, if if you want to be together with God as well as others, why not echo this prayer in your heart? Lord Jesus, sorry for so often ignoring you. Jesus, thank you that you stand with me that you took my place on the cross, paying for all my wrongdoing. Jesus, thank you that you're alive today. And today I choose to stand with you as the one who's alive and who gives life eternal. Jesus, please come into my life by your spirit. Thank you that I can be together with you. Please make my joy complete. Amen.